Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hi, changemakers, and welcome to today's episode 007, where we are masterminding Nicole's business. If you haven't listened to it yet, Nicole has an interview on episode 006, where you can get to know a little bit more about her and her business and give today's episode a little more context. So without further ado, let's dig into Nicole's challenges. Hi, everyone. This is Kelly Marie O'Brien Pobbin, and we with her enterprise, and we're here today to do a mastermind with Nicole Santiago with Family Adventures and ADD Ventures and talking about her new ebook and maybe potentially going through some other issues too. So who's all here? And I can't wait to get to it. Hey, and also here is Melissa, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about Nicole and what's going on with her during this mastermind. Thank you, ladies, all for being here. Thank you all for tuning into her enterprise. Um, Today, we are masterminding around my problem in my business. Um, So I just launched an ebook, and that's not a problem. That's a good thing. Um, Yeah, I just launched it three days ago. I already have like I don't know. I've already had a couple people buy it. So that's always always exciting when I just launched it to already see like that there's some movement on Amazon and on um, Google Playbooks. I had some issues of how to price it. And um, I do belong to a self-published author group that gives me some feedback. But I realized that I have some pricing problems that don't come from me just knowing how to do it, but that come from me knowing what my worth is and my value and how to price that. So I think it's always hard to price yourself because you feel like, oh, is this going to be too expensive? Is this really worth it for people? Um, I spent a lot of time working on the ebook, but I'm not, you know, it's not like a by the hour thing that I'm going to charge people for my work, but I want it to be, to make sense. And I want people to want to click without hesitation, but also think that they're getting value and saying, yes, this is worthwhile. I'm willing to spend my money on this. I'm also building a series. So I want to keep the price at a good range. And then maybe as I drop more in the series, I drop previews at the end of each book in the series so they can get the next one and get kind of a build up around that. But it's hard because Amazon keeps you in a certain bracket. As soon as you publish, like the, I started at $5.99. Um, you can go up to $9.99, and I didn't do that. I kept it in the middle. A lot of people were saying do $2.99, and I felt like it was worth more than – like I wanted people to think this is a significant book. It's not just – I don't know. It, that All those questions. So that's what I came to you guys for, just trying to work through your money blocks and saying, what am I worth? Why am I tinkering with this pricing so much? And I can move around on Amazon and, and play with it. But I think it's really a mindset thing for me. And I wanted to ask you guys questions around the mindset of money and your value today is what is what I'm bringing to ask about. Great, Nicole. I have a question. So you mentioned a couple dollar amounts there. And I guess I was curious, is there already a price 
on Amazon that you've set and you said you can adjust it. So maybe after this conversation, there'll be some changes you can make or is that set in stone? Okay. Awesome. No, you're exactly. And you can use it as a marketing tool to price it higher and lower and see, follow the analytics. But I also think for me, there's just some issues with me and making a decision about how much to charge. Like I struggled too much with that and that's on me. So yes, but you can definitely change it. And I hope I can come away with some ways to make those changes. What's your goal with the, with the book or with the ebook? For how many copies to sell like that? Yeah. And is there like another purpose? So as far as like, do you want to use it as like a lead generator or like different pieces of that? Like, like, and I mean, you want to help people with your topic and your expertise, but are there Mm -hmm. other goals? Like how many copies to reach? I mean, I would love it if this first one I sold like 50 copies, honestly. And I know that sounds small, but this is my very first book ever. And I'm setting a series. So if I sold 50 copies of all five in the series, that's good. Why are you laughing? I can see Kelly's face and she's laughing at me. Um, I I, like can't wait to listen to this later and like you're gonna blow past that like no problem like it's so sweet that that's your goal because I have I have so much confidence in your work and your audience that 50 copies I I think it's gonna be what's your reach goal (laughs) I mean Maybe my people, maybe my people. It's so fun for you to look back and be like, remember when I felt like a stretch to sell 50 copies? (laughs) I know 50 people that will buy your book right now. (laughs) I guess the other thing is because it's more, it's also a business card. Like the idea of me packaging this book is that you can also work with me for other, you know, in other areas. Like you can hire me as an academic coach for your child. You can hire me as like a kind of like, sort of like a life coach, ADHD coach to help with adults and managing the household and stuff. And then um, of course, just if you want to work with me, I also sell natural solutions for gut health. So if you want a consultation with me on health and nutritional aspects of ADHD, this book and all of my books in the series are bringing people to my business so they can see what else I can do. Because yes, so my is talking about my ADHD and my expertise, but I can do a lot of things around ADHD. So there's a lot of value then. And it's the start of what could be other people working down through your path. So, exactly. so I don't know, is this an okay question to ask or not? But what is the price right now on Amazon? It's five ninety nine, and on okay. Google Playbooks, it's four ninety nine. Because I guess I was feeling more nervous because that was the first place I launched, and I got a little more confident and put it at five ninety nine, which is also probably a problem because then it's not consistent. So that's fine. I mean, people know where to get get it for cheaper if they want. So right. I think so. There are a few things that come to mind, like. Um, when I think about, so I think about prices a lot. I, and um, one of them is like, how much did it cost you to make? Like time, resources, whatever. And if you were to charge yourself to make it like in a way that's sustainable so that you can sustainably continue to offer services to people, right? Like uh-huh. it's a reason, but whenever you're looking at prices, like what, how much 
would you have to charge so that you can keep doing it, right? So that you're not like, well, we can't pay the bill, so now I'm going to go be a waitress. <laughs> like, right? So your greatest good is like, can I make enough doing this so that I like I'm great at this and I can help a ton of people? Like my experiences with ADD, HD, ADD are significant, and I can help a ton of people. So is this like, like? how can we support your ability to continue to help people? Because, and then the ability to like give services away for free or for nothing is a privilege. So like, I always think about this for the market that um, as a whole, like it's beyond like our own value, but like what makes it so it's that like, what would we pay our sister to do it? Right. Like what would we yeah. pay our friend to do it? And then, and someone else to do it. Cause it's often easier for us to like, cheer someone else on than like doing it ourselves but like so and that so it's a privilege to be able to offer services for free and often it can crowd other people that are skilled in the market out of the market because they can't compete with right so like there's a classic story of like a peanut farmer in haiti and they're like how can we help you and he says stop sending peanut butter because he Mm -hmm. can't sustain a business off of free right and so um so how do you support like your local market and economy and how do you want there to continue to be resources for like other moms so if there was another mom that you were like she needs a job and she's awesome with 88 and ADD people and she could totally market herself how much would I pay her to be a valuable voice in the market does that make sense like no well it makes a lot of sense and it shows me that 50 copies is nowhere near enough to make what I think I should make for the amount of work because (laughs) wait 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 wait. so I mean I really I I (laughs) know I mean I distilled down like 12 years of education in the classroom and adjusted it to make it to be available at home with links and resources and what I did in the classroom like it's a lot it's a lot of things that I learned and put in there um so also the printed book can be more too which is a whole nother I haven't gotten to printed yet but yeah no that's already shows me that it's not it's not my goal of selling 50 is nowhere near enough. So. But it's that's an important uh, thing that you just said to Nicole, uh, which was one of the other questions I was going to ask. But you kept mentioning ebooks, so I didn't want to ask if it was going to be in print. But yes, having it in print, you know, there's the the whole process of um, what is it called anchoring, like price anchoring. Yeah. And so if you have the if you have the published book or the printed book at a certain cost usually the ebooks are cheaper than that because mm-hmm. there's no printing going into it but you know you could anchor in the o- opposite direction too right. now i don't i haven't ever sold a book but i do have like a story that i keep hearing from someone i follow um which is his name's pat flynn from the smart passive income and yeah. he said that when he started selling his book, and it was very niche too, just like you, um, a very niche topic that he had priced it, I believe, really like around $9 or something. Um, And that people came back to him and told him that he needed to increase the price. Um, And so another, another thing that pops into my head is like, I don't know if selling it on Amazon or on these other sites, um, like if there's a sort of bracket that you have to meet in the price range, but I 
I was wondering, are you also hosting it on your own website? Yes, and I, and can you have, so that you can have a higher price if there's, I don't know, a, a ceiling for pricing in Amazon for eBooks? I'm not sure. Well, um, yeah, but yeah, it's a good question. So having it in your own in your own um website um or ha you know having it lead back to your own website i know that i think pat like started charging um 29.99 or something like that for an ebook so wow. yeah. and okay cuz i that's really interesting so i'm just working with send owl um with another group of business women i got that recommendation to use send owl and set it up on my site I'm not the tech queen, so it takes me a little while, but I'm going to figure out Send Owl and then I'll get it where you can download it directly from my site. Um, but I didn't realize that you can charge it. Of course, Amazon Amazon's weird. So it's zero to $2.99. You can only make, like they charge you 70% because it's so cheap. Whereas if you make it from anywhere from $2.99 to $9.99, and that's the top, you can sell it on Amazon, you get 70% back. Um, and I... The way they, they also have a lot of like, it's definitely they're trying to own it, which is fine. They're a business um, because you don't have a lot of if you want to like sell it cheaper and do promotions, you have to join their group. It's Kindle Publishing. Um, I'm not doing any of that because then I could only sell it through Amazon for 90 days and all these rules. So I just said, no, I'll just sell it, you know, the way I'm doing it. But I am going to set it up on my own site. $29.99 seems like a lot. And I guess that's, again, my money thing. That's me with my blocks about, you know, what, what is this really worth? Yeah. So why, what are you worried about? Like, why, why does 10, so like we sent, we texted back and forth and you were like, I'm thinking $4.99. And yeah. I was like, double. Yeah. I was like, I remember. Nobody won't, like, nobody will think, do I want like one cup of coffee or two cups of coffee? Right. <laughs> like, there's to be like like I don't know people spend ten dollars and sometimes if it's not I don't know I'm a spender enough that like if I have to go get my debit card it's not it's more about convenience than whatever and I think your experience and the niche skill would be great and I think yeah so I'm curious about like what your hesitation is like is it like accessibility like are you concerned it won't be accessible to people or I think that's really part of it yeah I think because I worked with a lot of especially working with kids that have ADHD and and certain communities don't rec don't even recognize it necessarily and then um the same students that I couldn't get help for I couldn't get accommodations for because their parents wouldn't recognize that they had an issue were usually um communities facing poverty as well so I kind of but also like you said I'm not there yet where I have the privilege for giving it away. Like you said, if I could make more money first, then I could give it away to those communities, right? Like I'm assuming that's kind of where I should go eventually, right? Or yeah, I mean, that's not entirely what I meant. I'm like build a market so that people in those communities, when they discover it, they can start meeting those needs in a unique way that we can't, right? Like right, exactly. run their own communities and create mm -hmm. wealth. That's like a way to create or yeah, create opportunity or allow opportunity for them to create wealth, but, yeah. um, and not crowd them out of the market. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, cause there's, you can always give it to, so if you're making enough, then it doesn't matter for if there's a higher need for you to like, 
give it one-on-one to certain services, but isn't this content that's like in general on your blog too? So you've already given it away for free. I have Exactly. I've given it away. I mean, I definitely like revamped it and added a lot because it's a book, but a lot of the tickets and the nuggets are in my blog. Yes. You could find around and find a curated version. So yeah. So it's just the curated part that someone else to do the research and has done the time to do the research. I think if you think about it for that, like the need base, if they want it for free and they want the information, you've already given it to them for free. Right. So this is the curated level. Exactly. That no, that's like, true. Want the, like quick and dirty version of what do I need to do because I'm homeschooling my kid who happens to be ADHD and how do I figure this out? Like Exactly. I'd pay $10 for that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. It. And but, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> all my stories are going to be just regurgitations from, I've been spending a lot of time watching Pat Flynn's live stream. So a lot of my yeah. stories are just going to be, from him. <laughs> but something something else he mentioned that just keeps coming to mind um, is that there's tying back to what Kelly said, which is like, there's the freeway and you showed them the freeway. Mm-hmm. And so now what you're showing them is the headache freeway. So there's yeah. the freeway, which they can find, which is available. And then there's the headache freeway. Um, and so that's just a different way to, I guess, frame it so that people can understand what the value is. And and part of selling it um, is, is for people to understand the value. Like you can definitely say, oh, you know, you know, I've shared a lot of these resources on my blog. You know, there's however many posts. How many posts do you have on there right now? 75. Okay. So y- you can go read through 75 posts or... There's the Headache Freeway, which is this book, which I've gone through and done the process of, you know, organizing it in a way that's easier to digest and easy to search so that if there's a specific question you have, you can look at the table of contents and find the specific part that, you know, you really want to dive deep into. And so I think, you know, that adds value. No, you're right. You're right about that. And um Yes. I think also keeping in mind your goal, like who is your target client and who, right? So your goal is to use it as a business card or a lead in generator. And mm-hmm. then if people are already ready to pay you $10 for a book and then they, they like read enough, they've already bought you. Right. Right. So then they're yeah. more likely to like be like, oh my gosh, she's willing to talk to me and it only, she's only charging this much for me to call her. Yeah. Then I'm going to call her before she figures out she needs to double her prices. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's so, true. I um, yeah. It has worked that way too. Some clients that were on the fence that had, D- had DM'd me on Instagram are now like, now that I have the book out, it just makes them notice me more. And one of them, one lady already wants to meet with me. She's like, and I usually will do a free consult with anyone, you know, just talk about what they might need for just mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Um, yeah, and she already reached out with once the book was dropped. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I've been meaning to get in contact with you. That's so cool that you know you just people see more that you're providing resources and they want, you know." Yeah, 
Well, and it means it shows that you're serious about it. Like we were in that you, you're going to be there for the long haul, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people are paying for dependability. So like we, um, so I was like pregnant. We're looking for COVID pre COVID. I was pregnant and I knew in the summer we wouldn't be able to do lawn care and we just needed someone to come do lawn care. Mm -hmm. So we got three, we got three bids. One guy was like super cheap and he was really shy about it. He like was, he was a third of the cost of everybody else. And he was super hesitant. He was like, um, here's my bid. And this part's going to be a lot of work. And I was like, I know it's going to be a lot of work. That's why I'm hiring someone else to do it. Right. And so he like gives me this bid and it was great. He came for like the initial part and did a really good job with that. And then to do continued stuff, his bid was lower. So I went with it and he did a good job, but he hasn't come back. He came back the first part. Like I would have paid more. So I didn't have the headache of having to like call back for bids and get another space for someone yeah. to take care of the yard for me because I have two toddlers and a baby and a business and like, right. <laughs> like all these other things. Like, so I think if I knew someone who took it seriously and was like more dependable, I'd pay more for that. Like, like their past experience shows me that they're also willing to like stick with it a little bit longer. Right. And yeah. Like, no, I get that. It's well, like the person that's already figured out their business sustainability, maybe that, that person can come in less, but he's not as secure and still looking for other clients or whatever. He could just not have a system in place where he knows what to charge. I get right. Yes. What would have made it worth it for him to keep coming? Right. So maybe right. it wasn't worth it for him to come for however much he said. Right. Mm -hmm. but it was like if he was making twice as much or even like, you know, if two more, twice, two more times, I don't know, like yeah. if we triple his price and still come like then and that would make him continue to me be consistent like what'll make like make it so you want to do it again and if right. i think of it like if i'm going to do this whole project over again and i'm only going to make this much are you going to want to do the project again right and that like if you say no and you have like so many other books and so many great resources then you're limiting the amount of resources that you're able to create just because mm -hmm. of mental mindset around money does that I don't know if that makes sense but like there can be very charitable ways where you're you, you building the book in itself is gener is a generosity right so how do we support you in a way that is sustainable so that you can continue this generosity of knowledge and that there's space for your intellectual property Got it. no that makes a lot of sense it does did you want to, did you have any other questions or issues you wanted to touch on? Um, I have one more that maybe we could just kind of wrap up with it. It's about, um, and this has a little bit to do with the coronavirus pandemic we're living in. I, with my launch, I wanted to do some live. I used to be a speaker with YMCA. They hired me and then it was right before Corona hit. So then they couldn't um, have me anymore. I was speaking about mental health. And of course, I would definitely have talked about my book, you know, not that wouldn't be the whole conversation, but it would be there for those, that, those audience members. Um, I was planning to mention um, have a speaking engagement at my student, well, all three of my kids schools this year. But of course, we're not doing that because I used to always participate in the PTA. Um, 
just because it really got me to know the community members. Even if I was homeschooling, I still liked to volunteer and donate for the local school. So that also isn't happening. And I'm a good, like live is good for me. Me meeting people, like I just, I love to get along with people, meet people, talk with them, figure out what they care about. Um, and it's an easy way for me to say, hey, and I have this book, right? Like if they if they have anything around ADHD, then I usually, if I mention, hey, I have a book about it, I usually will get a follow-up. I feel like I'm missing that live piece right now. And that's the only other part. Um, that's just been hard. I'm definitely doing like interviews and we're doing the podcast. Like we're doing, I'm doing other things, but I'm missing, I feel like I'm missing some of the live part. And I'm wondering if I can hit you guys up for a few ideas on what else I could do. For that, have part. you connected with your current, um, your current network, and let them know, or like to what level? So, like, I'm doing, um, I'm doing a couple Instagram lives with some of the. I'm like pretty big. I have um, ADHD community. There's like probably a couple. I don't know. There's probably a couple hundred of us that talk. You know, that are online a lot. Like one is I have a couple dyslexia teachers and tutors online. So we're going to do a couple Instagram lives just talking about how to help kids learning through this virtual time. And then also I can talk about the book. Um, so I have a few of those things lined up, but I don't have a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be curious to see what Melissa says, but a few of the initial thoughts that come up are to like ask your current networks. It's like so simple that you're like, okay, I have to do it. But just ask your current network who you can share it with. Right. Like, is right. there anyone else you think would be interested in this? Do you have ideas on who it, who I could share this with? Because like you, like when you even mentioned the question, I immediately thought of like five different places that I thought would be great outlets. Right. Where I'm like, oh, I should send this book to this person, this person and that person. There's right. still a lot of virtual conferences and things happening to see if you can get into that. But then also like looking into getting books for 2021 if you like right. want in person like I wouldn't put that out like as a thing but people are booking now for that or they're kind of recalibrating and maybe even offering like hey I'll do a live for you this year with the hope of like going and securing I'll do an online version this year and with hopes of doing something more in person, but I'd also like keep thinking on like a national level rather than just your local connections to like that right. or the global level. Right. Like it's a problem that hits everyone everywhere. Right. True. Thank you. Yeah. But I'd ask like where their favorite resources are. Cause there's a few where I'm like, Oh, there's people that accidentally have, a similar audience like my cousin is a child or she's a children's book author mm -hmm. and she um she's my husband's cousin but I like to claim her and she um, <laughs> like also like she's one of those where I'm like she's my cousin too I'm this, and, I have one in Puerto Rico like that too <laughs> yeah and she but she's she found um so her series of books is like Beatrice Thinker Upside Down Thinker and she found that, like, the autistic community really loves her work. Mm. And that, like, so she ended up joining all of these autistic Facebook groups 
because there's this these stories about this kid who just thinks upside down and like and, they, and yeah they get it no that's true like with that so I'm like you need to connect with Shelly <laughs> and her crowd right yeah. and then like but then also therapists are like what come into mind. Like who are the therapists that are like, who are these parents coming in contact with that if they want a really quick resource of like, oh my gosh, I have this diagnosis and I don't know what to do with it. And they're in that like input stage mm-hmm. and that they can be like, here's a blog, here's an, here's an ebook, here's whatever that therapists can hand that out. And like, I know tons of, like, I don't know, I'm in therapy world, right? So I take my kids to all the therapists. I Mm -hmm. am a therapist. I do this whole network, but they're so interconnected that, I mean, you know, once you find one spark, you've got a wildfire in a second. Right. Those are, those are really good ideas. That's, especially thinking about like them from the medical field side, like how, you know, Nicole, you can say, oh, I have this resource to offer that, you know, you don't have to think about. I've already got it done. Um, And all you have to do is, you know, read it and recommend it, you know, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I'm always looking for pieces like that all the time. Like what quick resources and input can I give to moms or, or dads or just parents in general that are like desperate for more input about what they're going for. And sometimes there isn't content, but if, if I don't have to create content and there's already great content out there, I'm super quick to recommend it. So I'm excited for you in this book. I can't wait till you blow past 50. I, we have to do a shout out on whatever mm-hmm. podcast number we're on. And then maybe periodically say like she sold this many copies <laughs> she like, yeah right once they reach the countdown number but with like this many books sold whatever like oh yeah, yeah like a countdown on our we can do that on our instagram yeah great yeah let's totally do that because oh my gosh I think I can't wait for you to be like I can't remember when 50 was my big goal and then you'll be at like 500 right like it will like I'm so that's why I was laughing because I was like oh this is gonna be wonderful (laughs) I knew it was a good laugh it was I knew it was a good laugh but I was just like she's laughing (laughs) And that's, it's so important to share too, though, because that's, I mean, everyone starts, you know, at when they're starting something new, they start at square zero. And the idea of just one step sometimes is overwhelming. Um, And and so yeah, 50 steps is a long, it sounds like a long way away when you're at square zero, right? But that's great. Uh, And sharing, I think that would be so fun to share. Because yeah, I think that would be motivational and inspirational and kind of like a positive feedback loop so yeah and if you have like some people there's some like if you get really great therapists that you know and love like I have clients that'll just say and if they like trust your work whatever but I have clients that like if I give a trusted resource they'll buy it no matter what they're Mm -hmm. like I'll buy whatever you say right like so getting into that network of like of therapists that know the quality of your work and then let it, letting them like share it. And even if you get like some endorsements, have you ha- gotten the 
Well, no, I have a couple of husband this stuff. He would know all the things. No, but. yeah, I have a I have one person who's gonna write the intro. Remember, these are series, so there's gonna be a final, like larger book called A Family Transforms about ADHD and like how everyone in kind of my family has transformed over the past bunch of years. And um, it's kind of like all of my tips for all the different parts of family life and school and education and business and everything, um, money and all that stuff. But I have someone to write the review, the intro for that. Um, Black Girl Lost Keys. She's amazing. Um, she's like my favorite ADHD blogger. And she agreed to write the cover. Yeah, she agreed to write it. But that part's not, I'm just releasing the series kind of part by part. So like this book yeah. is only for if you want to do a homeschooling with your alternative learner, right? Like if your kid learns differently and you want to try this, that's what this book is for. Um, but the big, so I have somebody for the big book. I do not have separate reviews for the little books, but I guess I need to get on that. So should we talk about goals? Cause it sounds like now I have goals. Yeah, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Time goals. to set those. Yeah. <laughs> let's set those goals. Um, so I'm probably going to, um, I just actually did another update. I love the ebook. I, I can update it and like make it prettier all the time. I need to stop with that, but I think I'm going to do one more pretty up. And then I probably will up the price um, on Amazon. So that'll be the first step. I can do that today. Before I get off, I'll up the price. Yeah. I will also, um, and then I'll also keep working on Send Owl and get it hooked up with my website and consider how much I might charge for the actual book on my site. And um, yes. So those are two like book particular to the book goals. Mm-hmm. So. I was just going to say, I don't know if this is like – just kind of uh, before you up the price, I don't know if you want to say like, I'm going to put up the price by, you know, this time. And then it kind of gives that also that motivation for people who want to get it at the lower price to act. You know, it gives that. Right. So yeah. I so think I don't can... don't just change it in secret, like do it, do it publicly. I don't know. I think I hear people doing that all the time. So on Wednesday, I was going to change the price anyway. So maybe I'll just bump it up. Like that'll be what I bump it up. And I'll definitely talk about, you know, I'll probably release something on all my channels that says, hey, the book is a lower price right now. Um, so if you want to get it and you're like really struggling with virtual learning, you can take tips away. No matter no matter who you're educating right now, you can definitely get tips on virtual learning and stuff. But yeah, yeah well, you can say in an hour I'm going to change the price. Like you've already given it away too. Like you can, <laughs> like, like whatever you want to do is fine. But you can also say like in an hour I'm going to change the price. So if you want to buy it, buy it now. Okay, <laughs> there you go. That's actually good because that that would be a action right away. Yeah. So I have some goals around the pricing stuff, and then I definitely have to have some outreach stuff going on where. I have a lot of like network back from Maryland where I taught with therapists and different school psychologists and people I worked with over time that I probably could like send that email to just some of my education friends and some of my other colleagues and just say, hey, one of my really good friends is a social worker and she just, she would definitely be interested, I know, and she could help. She works with kids with ADHD and all sorts of stuff, so. Yeah, and you can ask them to forward that email. Like I know I haven't... Um an email like newsletter that I'll put out every now and then. And my therapist friends will forward it to other people later, even though they're not on my list and they'll be like, Hey, you have to book with her. And then I'll get yeah. people 
book appointments through that later. But yeah, cool. Make yeah. a list and connect with them. Yeah, I'll definitely. So those are my two big things, like kind of like making a list for Instagram people, like to share my book and then also doing it with like people I directly know in the professional world. And then I will do the pricing stuff. Cool. Do you, so is your goal still 50 books? I mean, no, my goal should be probably a thousand books. Do I have to have a timeline on that though? It could just be, okay, after 50, my next goal is, and then just the next step. So like, just keep it breaking it down into, you know, so 50 was the first step. What's the next step? Right. So then I could do 250 and I'm even thinking I'll match it up with the series. So before the next book comes out in the series, which will be next month, or like the end of the month, maybe I'll try to get 50 and then get 250 right before. So before I launch the next one. I like having it time oriented and measurable. So then it like makes me push at the end, right? Where it's like by the end of this month, I want to have this many sold. And then I'm like more intentional, like, oh, where am I at my goal? And then I like, have to be like right. oh shit, now I have to like remind people to buy it right right because everybody wants to buy your book they just forget so you know, right. Right. that's what it is you're right Kelly and also like <laughs> even my pediatrician I could send it to him and be like what school psychologist do you know you know like he was my pediatrician for my kids for 12 years so yeah there's a lot of people that deal with ADHD kids Thank you guys so much I feel so good walking away from this feeling better like I was happy to get it launched but now I feel like I'm happy to do the marketing and other part of the launch too, which is exciting. So thank you. Hey, Changemakers. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode 007, where we mastermind Nicole's business. In this episode, we really focused on how do you price yourself and recognize your value so that you can run a successful business, a business that is sustainable and that helps not only you, but also everyone else in the market. We also talked about who is in your network, who can you reach out to, to help broaden your reach. If you have any questions around your business, Nicole, Kelly, and I would like to invite you to book a session with us. Giving a problem a fresh new set of eyeballs usually results in uncovering fresh perspectives and ideas for how to tackle those challenges. Let us share our experiences and help you overcome your challenges. You can book us by visiting our website, her-enterprise.com. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are changemakers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. On this podcast, you'll hear a mix of interviews, topic discussions, and experience the power of masterminding. Let's grow, let's flourish, let's rise with Her Enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.